No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Let's go. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever you are. It's Friday night, and you're live with another edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, tonight's recommended drink is cheap box wine. Tonight's recommended snack, bland brand no-name crackers. This is the official wine and crackers broadcast here on D-Live. Thank you for joining us. It's an absolute pleasure to be with you once again. As always, so much to get through and so little time. If you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, head to patreon.com slash boogiebumper. Become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you would if you would like to tell me that the election is going to turn out in a specific way, then you can do so like everybody else is doing by following me on my Twitter at boogiebumper. Ladies and gentlemen, the world is a much crazier place than it was even 24 hours ago. Thank you for joining us. Oh. Winning TV with a diamond. Winning TV with a diamond. DLive.tv slash winning TV. Our good friend Phil D'Angelo. Thank you again, by the way, for joining us on Wednesday night, Phil. Uh, yourself, Major Tom, the Big Empty, uh, James R., uh, who else do we have? Lucifer Sam and Mr. America, the Bearded Truth. It was really good. Actually, I listen, but I don't listen back to a lot of my shows anymore these days. But I listened back to that one, and it was a, it was a good conversation. So thank you for joining us on Wednesday. You can join Phil, by the way, every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. DLive.tv/slash/winningtv. He says, "I'm praying I make the accountability uh, the accountability project list. Don't worry, I will get into the list. I have the list. <laughs> We're going to get into all of that." Um, but before we get too far, like I want to set the tone for tonight. I think it's important to come at this the right way, the respectful way. Because see, here on this show, ladies and gentlemen, we're all about respecting our elected officials. It's all about respect. And you see, if you don't have the appropriate amount of respect for your elected officials, or as I like to call them, our rulers, our betters, our leaders... Our lords, you know, similar, that kind of vibe. If you don't have the appropriate amount of respect for your elected officials, ladies and gentlemen, then, I mean, we're not even living in a society anymore, are we? So I want to open up tonight's show with a nice message from the good people of New York City to their beloved mayor, Bill de Blasio, ladies and gentlemen. Not fucking good, you fucking rat scumbag, fucking fag. You're in the wrong fucking city, you fucking scumbag. Oh, take your fucking mask off, you fucking scumbag. Fuck you. Fuck all you motherfuckers. De Blasio, you're a fucking fucking cunt rag. You fucking rat. It's important to have respect. This was sent through to me by uh, Original Rev, one of our OG listeners. 
there's there's something there's something perfect. There's something amazing about the New York accent when they're getting angry at people. It has got to, it's got to be the best accent on earth to cuss people out in. You know what I mean? Because even with Maureen in the chat, is he single? <laughs> He'll be beating them off with a stick. This guy. See. You know, every now and then somebody says, oh, I really like your accent, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, if I'm swearing and stuff, it's it's kind of... When Australians swear, it's kind of comical. Oh, you fucking wanker. What are you doing, you fucking cunt, mate? Fuck off, mate. You know, it's it's a little more like... <laughs> you know. But when American... When New Yorkers specifically, when New York City people cuss you out, it's a different vibe. And you fuck the fuck hey you motherfuckers all you motherfuckers <laughs> there's something about it that i just like maybe it's hollywood that's done that i don't know but <laughs> oh twitter video some things never change do they twitter video twitter video you are the bane of my fucking existence let's roll this one more time <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> Just not fucking good, you fucking rat scumbag fucking faggot. <laughs> not fucking good. Answer of the day, how you doing? Not fucking good. Fucking fag, you're in the wrong fucking city, you fucking scumbag. <laughs> you're in the wrong fucking city, you fucking scumbag. <laughs> This is this is the next the lot. This next line is the one that got me. I was on the floor. Oh, take your fucking <laughs> that little that little bit there. He's like, oh, hey, oh, take your mask off, you fucking scumbag. Oh, <laughs> so stereotyped. He could have been an extra in The Sopranos. This guy. Oh, hey, why don't you take off your mask, you fucking scumbag? You're in the wrong fucking city, man. <laughs> hey, oh, oh. Take your fucking mask off, you fucking scumbag. Fuck you. Fuck all you motherfuckers. De Blasio, you're a fucking fucking cunt rag. <laughs> I haven't heard I haven't heard cunt rag since high school. <laughs> I saw that last night, I'm like, did he just call him a cunt rag? <laughs> it's like Jesus Christ, that takes me back. That takes me back to my youth. Oh boy, what a what a tremendous word! We need to bring cunt rag back into like regular rotation. I think it's been neglected for too long. And he's not just a cunt rag; he's a fucking fucking cunt rag. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Foggy in the chat, cunt rag. He's been hanging out with the Aussies. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. So you can see the mayor of New York City is loved by all. Bill de Blasio, ladies and gentlemen. All right. <laughs> now that we've dispensed with uh, all of the people who don't like cussing at the start of the show, now I've just now I've just got the real OGs in. Now we can get to the good stuff. So a couple of things. I don't know if you've been paying attention or not. I'm sure you all know the stories. A couple of things have been happening. <laughs> Let me show you this. I was about this time yesterday, about 24 hours ago, uh, I didn't have a show on and I was just monitoring different news feeds, you know, because like I, I am a very boring and bitter person. 
So I was watching, I was flicking between CNN and Fox News quite a fair bit. And I started to notice, you know, rather than just focusing on the numbers and things and votes coming out of certain districts and stuff, both channels started to take a different turn. Amberlina with the diamond. Please say hi, Glenn, so he won't take my laptop. Okay, please don't take Amberlina's laptop away. <laughs> Everybody in the chat say hi, Glenn. <laughs> so I started watching this, like, divergence of the two coverages. They started going off. They started getting away from data. They started getting away from vote counts and all that kind of thing and instead started to focus on different stories which is always when the fun begins. So I put this out on Twitter yesterday. Uh, CNN is focusing on Georgia, where the difference is now just 0.2%. Fox is focusing on playing clips of Republicans waving flags, doing rallies at counting centres. Look over here, question mark or not. And then just a few minutes after that, I said, while everyone is watching flag waving and bullhorns and prayer ceremonies in PA, Wisconsin, Arizona and Michigan, they are going to fuck you in Georgia, the two Senate races there as well. Well, of course, as is the story with the 2020 election, when you went to bed, <laughs> everything changed. Everything changed again. There's, there's so many angles to come at this from. What's been taking place. So, here's the thing, like, because I saw somebody in a chat who was probably tongue-in-cheek, fair enough was saying uh, Boogie's going to come out and tell us that it's all right. <laughs> I'm sure that was a cheeky comment because it's really not what I do generally, but I'm I'm going to tell you the things that I observed and, you know, chips fall where they may. Iceman4433, Trump is still the president, fuck you, Lib. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you the things that I observed and are, that I'm observing and... You know, I'll I'll be accused. It's it's one of those things. It's going to be one of those times where I'm sure that I get accused of something like not being positive enough, when it's really like neither positive nor negative, as far as I'm concerned. You know, if I see something and I notice something and I observe something and then speak about that observation or make a commentary on that observation, it's it's always coldly. It's not done with like I need to make sure that this group of people is happy about it. That's that's never going to enter the thinking here on this program, right? It's neither positive nor negative. It just, it is what it is. So it's probably going to be one of those days where a whole bunch of people say, fuck this guy. Don't worry. It's not the first time. I'm used to it. There is a general recycling of my audience here. There's a core group of people who remain. And then there are people who come in at a certain point in the conversation and they think that I think a whole bunch of things. And then when that conversation turns and I observe something and provide commentary on a certain topic, which they don't agree with, they'll accuse me of being like some kind of hidden, you know, hidden secret, super fucking behind the lines kind of spy guy. So, and then they'll jump off. It's just, it's just the way it goes. But I'm not going to be changing. So... You know, like I said, I tweeted that out yesterday. While everyone is watching flag-waving and bullhorns and prayer ceremonies in PA, Wisconsin, Arizona, and Michigan, they are going to fuck you in Georgia. And when everybody woke up this morning, that's exactly what was taking place. So 
I've said before, and I'll say it again. Oh, look at me. Hello. I'm rambling Victor again. Victor It's a sad cold day in hell when the Germans are having more fun. <laughs> the Germans always find a way to have fun, whether they're doing techno parties in the streets or destroying Europe for the second time. <laughs> I'll play that clip. Uh, thank you, Victor Von Troom. Follow Victor, by the way, The Victor Von Troom Show, The Victor Show on dlive.tv slash The Victor Show. I will play that clip, but just in a little while. I'll, there's a couple of things I need to get out of first. <laughs> CIA shill, no doubt, Fated Kings. So, you know, everybody woke up. The thing is, I've always said, I've always, always, always said, don't hang your hat, don't hang your hopes on investigations into voter fraud. Because that doesn't mean, the, the basis of me saying that comes from a place of, why would I trust the government to indict itself? Right? I mean, on a smaller scale, the same conversation was had in 2018. And in 2018, you had, you know, the president and the DOJ and all of the available apparatuses, whatever, to launch probes and investigations and whatnot. And it turned up very little. Now, that's not to say, again, because people tend to jump ahead and assume that your opinion is X when you're only trying to explain something else. It gets really tiresome. Christy Christy with a diamond, you need to lick more daily boogers. Well, I'll do my best. I've got to pick them before I can lick them, though. Now, there are extenuating circumstances in this particular election, right? And it's the the, the extenuating circumstance, obviously, is the fact that there is, what, 300% more mail-in ballots were sent out to people than has happened previously? So that alone is enough to raise an eyebrow, right? That's, that alone is enough to upset the apple cart. What you're going to find, this show is called, what, what did I call this show? What now? <laughs> Forget what I titled the show. What this show is going to be about is contingencies, right? Mental contingencies. Because if you are of the opinion that it's still going to go Donald Trump's way and there's going to be big investigations and voter fraud is going to be unearthed and all of these states are going to be returned back to him. If that's your opinion, that's fine. And I'm even open to that being a possibility, right? I'm open to that. I'm open to seeing the, like, the information and seeing the numbers and watching, you know, watching people get arrested. I'm open to all of that. I'm not saying it won't happen. But what I am saying is I can't sit here and pretend to you like that's the only possibility. I can't sit here and pretend to genuinely believe that it's absolutely going to end up that way when I'm forced in my own mind to consider the possibility that it won't. Does that make sense? I'm, I'm not somebody who can say to you that this is absolutely going to happen and there's no other possibility of it happening, right? Now, if you have that opinion, fine. Fine. That's, I, I don't have a problem. Go, go for it. But on this show, we deal with something called what if I'm wrong, <laughs> right? What if I'm wrong? 
<laughs> Foggy in the chat. Fuck you, Boogie. Indulge my fantasies. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. So, and you know, it works sometimes and it doesn't work sometimes because I'm open to contemplating uh, an outcome that is which may be, you know, counter to what people want. Holy shit! Holy shit! Woodchip TV dropping a guinea on us. Thank you so much. Mushrooms, mushrooms need more. Yes, we're all heading to Oregon. Now if I move to the States, I'm definitely going to Oregon. They've just legalised every drug. (laughs) It's not necessarily that I would want to take the drugs, but I think if I could be the straight man in a city full of drug takers, then I could pretty much do whatever I want. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. <clears throat> you only gave me a $20 note for this $100 purchase. Oh, shit, man. Really? Yes, really. Okay. Give me the other 80 All right. On, on your way, sir. <clears throat> These druggos will believe anything. So, <laughs> I, think, I think a man can make a lot of money in Portland now, now that they've legalized all the drugs. All right. Uh, the upside of, you know, them legalising all the drugs in Portland is you no longer have to send in the National Guard because now you can just say to Antifa protesters in the streets that they're being paranoid and fascism is a hallucination. Whoa, man. That shit is deep, bro. Like, like, bro, check it out. What if, like, the fascism is, like, part of all of us, man. What if, like, this whole world isn't real and, like, the fascism is the universe's way of telling us that we need to be more spiritually balanced and shit? Yeah, works for me. Works for me. (laughs) No need to send in the National Guard now. So, (laughs) thank you for joining us, everyone. So, what I was getting at is because I'll because I'm open to you know certain outcomes taking place which don't necessarily make people happy to hear sometimes sometimes it works out really well because I'll say look this this is bad this is going to happen and if it if it falls within your you know what you want to happen then everyone goes oh that's great but then when I do it and it goes the other way people say oh you're a traitor how can you say this you're not being positive enough I'm I'm used to that treatment now I've gotten used to it and I'm not fucking changing. It's too late for me. So, like I said, I saw last last yesterday, this time yesterday, the coverage on the two different channels. And, you know, people are out there protesting at Michigan and Pennsylvania and stuff. That's fine. Um, but then all the while over in Georgia, they were whisking it away. Holy shit! Woodchip TV doubling up on the guinea. You're too kind. You're too kind. Wow, was that the boogie in the stars? You're, by the way, Little Dipper. <laughs> I'm the Little Dipper. All right, let's go to some coverage here. Let's go to some coverage. That's what we like to do here on this show. Thank you for joining us on this Friday night edition of the Daily Boogie. Let's see what happens now. Let's see what. Let's see the story that is being sold as to what happens next. Have a look. Steve, the same is happening in the state of Georgia. So take us to Georgia. The spread now is 917. That has flipped to Joe Biden for the moment. How does it look going forward? And we actually got just another update that's pushed Biden's lead over 1,000 now statewide. 1,096 is the new Biden lead. (laughs) I mean, how about this? 
I also tweeted this out a couple of days ago. If you've been posting about these states finding votes for Biden in the middle of the night, get ready for them to start finding Trump votes. What happened in Arizona, ladies and gentlemen? What happened in Arizona over the last 48 hours? They found some Trump votes, right? If you've been posting about these states finding votes for Biden in the middle of the night, get ready for them to start finding Trump votes just enough to get you to stop thinking it's a setup and just not enough to change the result. Now, I'm not saying things are rigged, okay? I'm not not saying it's rigged, but I'm not saying it's rigged either. I'm just exploring possibilities. I'm just contemplating potential outcomes. All of them. As best as I possibly can, and then, you know doing this show about it. That's what I'm doing here. So there's a, there's a problem, right? There's a fundamental problem, and that is people's faith and trust in, like, for want of a better term, the system has been eroded for decades, and rightly so. And I'm not going to get into, like, whether it's right or wrong to not have faith in a system. Obviously, this is, like, a libertarian-tinged show, so, of course, like, my default position is do not trust everything that the government tells you. That's, that should be fucking obvious, right? Regardless of who's in power at the time, always be sceptical, always be vigilant, always be questioning things. As a baseline, start from there. But the fundamental issue here is that this trust has been eroded for a long time now, and then you have a situation... See. What's going to happen over the next few days and possibly the week is the corporate media and Democrats and you know sycophants and surrogates and whatnot, Republicans as well, they are going to tell you that this all went exactly according to plan the way it should go. Okay? By what I'm saying is they're, they're going to say, yeah, sure, there was a lot of numbers, but other than that, everything pretty much ran smoothly. That's going to be the common theme that you're going to get told now. You're going to be programmed with. Uh, you know, we highlighted the fact that you were being soft programmed for months on this show. We played the clips on the show. We read the articles on the show over and over and over again. I literally told you this is what they are going to prepare you mentally for the idea that Donald Trump will be a lead, uh, will be ahead on election night to then only lose the count maybe a week later because that's what all the corporate media were telling you was going to happen. Now, put that into one column. In the other column, you have a situation where counts were being stopped in different states overnight when Trump was in front, only to later in the morning have the counts adjusted or the counts were changed or more ballots came in or whatever, which then put you know, Biden either in the hunt or slightly in front. So if you want people to have faith in the system, if you want people to have faith in what's going on, if you want people to trust the authorities and stuff, here's what you can't do. You can't have a situation where a president is leading a count on election night, counts get stopped, and then for the remainder of the week, the other guy gets enough votes to win, on average, all of these swing states by 1%. 
by 1%. Because if you look across the board, <clears throat> and again, I'm not saying it's all fraud, but I'm not not saying it's all fraud. But if you look across the board, the situation is that in a whole bunch of states, after losing on election night, like they said he would, he will come back. He will eventually, the numbers will bear it out. He will have come back to win all of these states collectively by an average of around 1%. Just enough to win them. And, you know, in some counties, they, they have, let me show you this. Let me show you this. And all I'm, all I'm saying by pointing this out is people have a right to be skeptical because you're going to be told for the next week, two weeks, months, probably for the rest of your fucking lives that you have no right to be suspicious of this, but you absolutely do. Now, suspicion doesn't mean that you're right, but you absolutely have a right to be suspicious, if that makes sense. Because this whole election has been unprecedented. There is nothing about this election that has been normal from start to finish. The COVID lockdowns is just one element. The millions of mail-in ballots unsolicited sent out. The highest ever record number of uh, people returning in ballots, right? Some counties having 90% of all eligible voters returning ballots. The delays in the counts. The length of time it's taking to tabulate results. There is absolutely nothing about this that is normal and, you know, happens every time. But that's what you will be told. You will be told, hey, don't be, what are you being so suspicious about? This is all just normal. Like, you'll be told that you're only upset because your guy lost. To which I would say, of course, people are upset that their guy lost. And of course, it's going to mean more to them than the people who won. <laughs> That's just dumb. It's obvious. that, But that doesn't change whether or not people have a right to be skeptical. Have a look at this. Now, again, like Pennsylvania, overnight there was one place in Georgia that has continued to count. It is Clayton County. Uh, and here you go. You can see it overwhelming. So in the entire state of Georgia, now it's things like this that make people skeptical. There might be good explanations for all of these things, right? There might be reasonable explanations for all of these things to have taken place the way they did. But if those explanations are not provided or at least disseminated in a way that makes sense to people, then they can t they have a right to be skeptical of that. So in the entire state, look at the way it's presented, and it's presented like it's just a normal thing. In the entire state of Georgia, just one county continued counting last night, just one. And in that one county that continued the count, in the entire state of Georgia, only one county continued counting last night and last night is when the numbers went in favor of Joe Biden okay that's when he overtook Trump in Georgia one county continued counting and the votes returned in that county were 85% to Joe Biden 85% to 15% that's Washington DC level of one-sidedness Washington DC votes about 90% democrat because I imagine most people who live in D.C. work government jobs and government workers tend to vote Democrat. They tend to vote left because, you know, in all Western countries, left-wing parties spend more money on government employees than 
you know, conservatives do. Conservatives want to use private business and, um, you know, left-wing parties want to use government. So 85%. Holy shit! Amberlina dropping a guinea on us. Thank you so much. Husband says he enjoys your show. Thanks for all you do. Well, thank you. And if we can just get another hi, Glenn, in the chat. <laughs> thank you, Glenn. Thank you, Amberlina. Appreciate it. Very generous of you. So one county, 85%. And again, the only county that was counting, the only county that was counting in the whole state returns 85% for Joe Biden, 85 to 15 and it's just enough to give Biden the lead in the state by a thousand votes. Now, I don't care if you're a Republican or Democrat or independent or libertarian or whatever. That there, that situation there, in a nutshell, anybody has a right to be skeptical of that. Everybody has a right to look at that situation and say, that's kind of convenient, isn't it? <laughs> isn't that kind of perfect? One county was allowed to keep counting. That one county just happened to get just enough votes to put Biden in the lead by voting 85% in Joe Biden's favor four days after the election, right? That's enough to make anyone go, no. Nah. But you're going to get told by the corporate media, by your Democrat friends, by the Democrat politicians, no, there's nothing weird about that. That's normal. It's totally normal. That wood chip TV with the diamond. Shit, screw it. Lemon up, you lazy peeps. Couldn't agree more. Thank you so much. You're going to get told that that's completely normal. And then when you, if you push the issue, right? When you push the issue, you'll be told that you're trying to destroy democracy now. You're the, you're, you're the anti-patriot. We said this fucking years ago on this show. That eventually what will happen is you would become the instigator. You, you know, they will... They will become the patriots. They will drape themselves in the American flag and say they love America. And people who are questioning things or skeptical of result counts, they're the ones who are trying to destroy America. They hate America, right? And we are now like on the precipice of that taking place. It's already started. But so have a look at this, right? This one particular district, 85% for Biden, Overnight, again, all of this always seems to happen day after day after day when everybody is asleep. Which, again, there might be a perfectly reasonable explanation for it. But if that explanation is not forthcoming, then people are well within their right to be sceptical of it. But you're going to be told that being sceptical is a crime, basically. You're not allowed to be sceptical. You'll, you'll be kicked off Facebook and Twitter for being sceptical. For questioning the results. Minister of Fun, Kimmy with a diamond. This comes under duress, thanks to Woodchip. Well, thank you so much. I, I'm, I'm more than happy for Woodchip to strong arm my listeners into donating. <laughs> Whip around. You know, you can do the shameful collection plate play that you get at the church, you know. Don't you don't you think that you should give a little bit? I prefer our approach here in Boogie Stan, and that's Woodchip TV going around and emptying people's pockets. <laughs> 
Okay, so there's that one district. Now look at what happens next. Democratic Clayton County. This is in the Atlanta metro area. Biden winning the lion's share of the vote here. Uh, They've had several thousand of these absentee ballots, mail ballots that they have been working through overnight. They've provided, I think, seven or eight different updates. Now, there was a big one uh, about an hour and a half ago, I would say, when Biden took the lead statewide in Georgia because of that update. I know I was on the air at that point saying I thought maybe that was the end of it for Clayton County. But as you can see, there are still more votes to come, some more from Clayton. Lady of Diamonds, Gypsy with a Diamond. Where did you steal the diamond, Gypsy? Who did you steal the diamond from, Gypsy? Uh, Pegs a diamond at Woodchip. Now, you're supposed to throw them at me. County and a few more were just reported. And again, okay. what that has done is it's put Biden up to a 1,096 vote lead state. Again, the one county in the state that continued counting overnight. And at four o'clock in the morning, everybody was waking up to the reality oh, wait, Joe Biden's in front now because this one particular county voted 85% in favor of Biden and just happened to, that just happened to give him the statewide lead of 1,000 votes. And if somebody tries to tell you that this isn't suspicious, or at least you deserve to know how that happened, if you if you if somebody tries to tell you that you don't have a right to know exactly how and why it took place in that fashion with that kind of timing, then my instinctive reaction at that point is to think you're hiding something from me, right? My reaction at that point is to say, well, hang on, I I don't have to take your word for it. You should be able to show me the process here. If you want people to have faith and trust in a system, then the process needs to be entirely transparent because otherwise people will not trust the outcome. But it gets even better, okay? And again, if you're just joining us, I'm not saying that it's not fraud. I'm not saying that it is fraud. I'm just observing things and presenting them to you. That's all I do here. So have a look at this next little part of this clip, right? From one from one county to the next in the same metro area. Wide now, Clayton was the only one that was counting overnight, but there are again. It was the only county that was counting overnight, the only one, and it just happened to get Biden in front by a thousand votes when you woke up this morning. It's it's strange. Nothing about this election is normal. Everybody's going to try and tell you that this is all normal because that's what normalization is all about. Don't be silly. Don't be ridiculous. Pfft. There go those crazy maggotard conspiracy theorists again trying to undermine faith in the election, right? This, this is what you're going to get told over the next week or so. Have a look at this. Some counties left in Georgia that also have remaining uncounted ballots. They will be getting to those this morning and reporting them out. For Uh instance, Gwinnett County right here. So (laughs) look at the numbers difference. Look at the numbers difference. So the one county in Georgia that continued counting overnight, the only one in the entire state, that continued counting overnight, which put Joe Biden in the lead statewide by the time you woke up this morning. That one county in the Atlanta metro area voted 85% to Joe Biden, okay? 85%. Just enough to give him the lead by 1,000 votes. This remaining county, which is also in 
the Atlanta metro area, which did not continue counting overnight, has currently been running 58% to Joe Biden in the same fucking city. Are you with me? Are you following along? The one county that kept counting had 85% for Biden. That put Biden in the lead by a 1,000. A county basically next fucking door in the same city did not keep counting overnight. And they have been trending 60% to Biden, not 85. Now, again, there might be a perfectly reasonable explanation for that. Of course, MSNBC does not explain it. Of course, they do not explain it. There might be a perfectly reasonable explanation for that, but that explanation needs to be forthcoming. Otherwise, people are well within their right to be sceptical. And I don't blame them. Christy Christy with a diamond. I'm doing cartwheels topless. Picks are available. There you go. Head to Christy Christy, her OnlyFans, I guess. People have every right to be sceptical. Um, how about I show you this? This was sent to me earlier. Letter to Luzerne County Bureau of Elections. Dear Mrs. Dear Ms. Wachella, Wachella, on Monday, this is from the Department of Justice apparently, on Monday, September 21, 2020, at the, risk, the request of Luzerne County District Attorney Stephanie Salavantis, the Office of the United States Attorney with the Federal Bureau of Investigation. We love the FBI again now. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm... I can be accused of not being positive enough and that kind of thing. I mean, if you're hanging your hat on the FBI coming down in your favor in the next week or two, I don't know what to tell you. I'm not, I'm not trying to break any hearts here, but it's not like the FBI has been going out of their way to do you any favors over the last four years, is it? So, you know, I mean, if you find yourself going, well, the FBI is going to fix this. I'm just like, well, you may want to have a plan B. You may want to have some contingencies in place. That's all I'm saying. Because they have not, you know, displayed any kind of great love of you and, you know, who you think should be president in the last four years in any way. Ben K. Veritas with the diamond. I'm sceptical of the topless cartwheels. We should all be. We should all be. Since Monday, FBI personnel have conducted numerous interviews and recovered and reviewed certain physical evidence while at this point the inquiry remains active based on the limited amount of time before the general election, so this is just before the election, and the vital public importance of these issues, I will detail the investigators' initial findings. Christy, we've now got a diamond conversation happening in chat. Hey, I won't complain. You can talk to each other via diamonds all you like. Christy Christy with the diamond says, you should try it sometime, Ben. There you go. Some advice for Benjamin in the chat. I wonder if he hates being called Benjamin. <laughs> I've never I've never called Ben Benjamin. The FBI has recovered a number of documents relating to military ballots that have been improperly opened by your election staff and the ballots removed and discarded or removed and placed separately from the envelope containing confidential voter information and attestation, specifically a total of 9 ballots. See this is always the problem when you're trying to prosecute voter fraud, right? This is always the problem. Nine ballots is not going to be enough to swing anything, right? Obviously, clearly. But it's evidence of wrongdoing. 
but you can only prosecute the fraud cases you can prove, if that makes sense, right? Now, to investigate, you know, 150 million or 160 million or however much it was, 160 million individual votes is a logistical nightmare and practically impossible. And, you know, like I said, people have a right to be skeptical. But I would just, you know, if it comes down to, hey, everything's going to be okay because of the voter fraud stuff, historically, it never really works out that way. Much as I, much as everybody knows that it takes place regularly, there would have to be something drastically different. Something would have to drastically change the equation for it to make a big change in this on this time. You know what I'm saying? And again, I'm not trying to break anybody's hearts here. It's just an observation. Here's another one. If all this wasn't enough, in Antrim County... Ballots were counted for Democrats that were meant for Republicans, causing a 6,000-vote swing against our candidates. The county clerk came forward and said tabulating software glitched and caused a miscalculation of the votes. Since then, we have now discovered that 47 counties use this same software in the same capacity. Antrim County had to hand count all of the ballots. And these counties that use this software need to closely examine their results for similar discrepancies. The people of Michigan deserve a transparent and open process. 6,000 is a decent chunk. I'm not going to say it's not. Now, again, just wargaming here, purely hypotheticals, right? You see, Victor Von Trum, it's, a, it's not a bug, it's a feature. Well, let's tease that out a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Blame it on software bugs. Christy Christy with a diamond. Say Benjamin again three times. I dare you, Boogie Benjamin. Why would I say Benjamin again three times? What's what's there to say about Benjamin? <laughs> so let's tease this out. Now, I, I can see this taking place here. I can see this happening. So stick with me here. I can see cases of, they'll call them anomalies. They'll call them discrepancies, right? They'll call them software errors. I can see a number of these being rolled out in the corporate press over the next few days. Again, I'm just wargaming here. Hypothetically, I'm no, I'm neither saying it's all corrupt, and I'm not. I'm not saying none of it's corrupt. I'm just teasing out possible outcomes. I can see a situation where, over the next week or so, a number of these little cases, like maybe a thousand ballots here, two thousand here, four thousand there, just being rolled out in little, you know, in little counties and maybe in in a big city every now and then in little states. And I can see people saying, "Well, look." Nobody said that this unprecedented election was going to go 100% smoothly. As you can see, we were dealing with so many mail-in ballots. We were dealing with extenuating circumstances and all of our workers were doing their absolute best to make sure that every vote was counted, blah, 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 blah. It writes itself. But it will be just enough to give ammunition to people 
to say, look, look, look at the evidence here. But then that evidence will be used by the opposing side to say, yes, we uncovered votes going the other way, but it wasn't enough to change the result. Do you see what I'm saying here? They'll say, we uncovered this case of 6,000 through our due diligence, right? You know, we here, the good people of the counting facility in Philadelphia, we personally uncovered 2,000 votes which should have gone to Donald Trump. We have now fixed that problem. And we have uncovered other little anomalies, like a 500 here or 50 votes there or 300 there, and they'll trot all of these little examples out in the next week or so, and they'll say, see, the system works, we did the right thing, we found all of the possible anomalies, and it's not enough to change the results. So please, if you could all just come together and be unified again, that'd be wonderful. Can you see that happening, or am I the only one? And I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying it's right or wrong or otherwise, I can just see it happening. Exactly. It is proof that they were on top of it. Lufrigno in a chat. 100%. That will be how they try to justify, you know, having faith in the system. More in the chat. But did they flip the votes back? Um, again, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, I'm just talking about, like, just without, you know, there are other guys who are very good at, like, doing the logistics side of things like getting into the weeds. Like I saw James was in the chat earlier. He's, if you want to, if you want to get into that kind of thing, follow at real person PLTCS. He's a, he's a process guy. He loves getting into the details. I, I really deal more with like the, the mass psychology of crowds and how it's easy for them to lead us around by the nose and believe certain things and stuff like that. I deal with the metagame stuff because it's much more easy to predict things without being proven wrong. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I mean, I told you that they would screw you overnight on um, Georgia, and that's exactly what took place. It brings me to something else that I want to show you. I want to give a shout-out to Major Tom for drawing our attention to this, ladies and gentlemen. Because they're going to start saying that, you know, now, now we need to unify. Now's the time to come together. Everybody needs to be on the same page again after they do those little examples that I just rolled out for you a few minutes ago. This is very cute. This young lady on Twitter, we're launching the Trump Accountability Project to make sure anyone who took a paycheck to help Trump undermine America is held responsible for what they did. The witch hunts have begun already. Isn't it great? Not wasting any time, are they? Here is the Trump Accountability Project. Remember what they did. So they're, they're putting a list together. And you might think, well, it's a list of people who worked for Donald Trump and whatnot. That doesn't really affect me. Au contraire, dear listener. If you see here, this site will be a permanent record of those who elected him. That's you. How about this one? So those who elected him. Individuals who worked for the, uh, the for the Trump for President campaign, Republican National Committee, and affiliated PACs in 2016 and 2020. You're on the list. Those who staffed his government, individuals who worked in any role as a political appointee in the Trump administration, still good. If you're just a normal person, you're still good, okay? Those who served him, individuals who were appointed by President Trump to federal boards, commissions, or the judiciary. 
So you might be thinking, still good, I'm not going to end up on any list. Those who funded him, individuals who donated a significant amount, $1,000 or more, to the Donald J. Trump for President and related committees in 2016 and 2020. So if you gave more than $1,000 to Trump, they're going to put you on the list. You'll be on the list. The public record of shame for the Trump supporters. Winning TV with a diamond. Please, please, if I am not, I demand a recount. Winning TV wants to be on the list. You still might be saying that, you know, this isn't going to affect me. Well, how about this, ladies and gentlemen, until you get down to this one. Those who supported him, individuals and organizations that publicly endorsed either of Donald Trump's campaigns for president in 2016 or 2020, individuals and organizations. So if you're an individual who said, I want to vote for Donald Trump in 2020, I publicly support his campaign, you will end up on the accountability register. (laughs) The accountability project. Isn't it good? Isn't it cute? The Dayton, Ohio show with the diamond. Thank you for joining us, sir. It seems like some people are sore winners. Oh, they, they haven't stopped fucking complaining. They have not stopped complaining. I had another clip earlier here, if I can find it. Like, even after even after the winning, even after the winning, the whining doesn't stop. It's, it's quite something, to be honest. Okay, here we go. <laughs> here we go. All right. Even after the winning, apparent, and again, I'm not saying it's over yet. And again, if you are 100% of the belief that Donald Trump has won and he will win and he will be named the president, that's fine. I'm not trying to, you know, rain on anyone's parade. I'm not trying to piss on anyone's fucking cornflakes or anything like that. But I am just teasing out possibilities here. I am neither for nor against the proposition. I'm just showing you stuff that I have observed. Have a look at this. We have never seen really. Remember, because CNN is of the opinion that. Joe Biden has already won, okay? So that's what you have to take it. It's not what I think, it's what they think. Other than, I don't think we've ever seen anything like this from a president of the United States. (laughs) And uh, I think as Jake said, it's sad and it is truly pathetic. Sad and truly pathetic. Of course it will go to courts, but you'll notice the president did not have any evidence presented at all, nothing, no real. That's what courts are for. Come on. Come on, Anderson. Anderson, Anderson, don't treat your audience this way. You know, obviously the media hasn't learned a goddamn thing, but (coughs) he presented no evidence. What's he supposed to do? What's he supposed to do? Treat a press conference like a fucking courtroom? Is he supposed to bring out, like, the whiteboard? Bring out the... Okay, so here's the whiteboard. Here's the video. Play the tape. Rudy, play the videotape if you could. Can we roll out the television and the VHS here? No. He presented no evidence. Exactly. That's what courtrooms are for. That's what lawyers and courtrooms are for. Not press conferences. Of course they're doubling down. They haven't learned a damn thing. This is what they do. But, like I said, they're, they're still moaning. So they believe that they've won, but they're still whining. Have a wait. Wait until you hear the next part of this. Actual evidence 
uh, of any kind of fraud. <laughs> talked about people putting up papers in windows. Yeah. He talked about things that he'd seen on the internet. Hmm. That is the president of the United States. That is uh -huh. the most powerful person in the world. Uh -huh. And we see him like an obese turtle on his back, flailing in the hot sun. It's <laughs> taking a bit of creative license there, isn't it? Donald Trump is an obese turtle flailing on his back in the hot sun. <laughs> Very objective analysis, Anderson. Thank you so much. Realizing his time is over. Hmm. But he just hasn't accepted it, and okay. he wants to take everybody down with him. Take everybody down with him. Take the country down with him. He wants to take everybody down with him. Okay. Wait, wait till you hear the next chick, though. This is good. You know, I, I think that the world is watching, uh -huh. and they're watching an American president undermine democracy in the United States. <sighs> it's painful to those of us who love America. <laughs> It's painful. I'm in I'm in pain right now. Doesn't anybody think about my pain? I love America and I'm hurting right now. I told you, even after so in their mind, in their opinion, they have won this, and that's fine. Other people disagree, and that's fine too. But even though they they think that they've won and they might have won, just let's just say for the sake of argument that they've won. They've won, and they're still bitching about it. <laughs> they're still fucking moaning. <laughs> Come on. So after apparently the Biden victory, there's now the Trump Accountability Project where they're going to be putting individual Trump supporters on fucking hit lists on the internet. And you've, you've got members of the corporate press talking about how they're so in pain right now. I'm, I'm in so much pain because I love America and Trump talking is give, it's giving me physical pain. It never ends. You know, if you were a detached and cynical individual, you may have for a moment considered the possibility that at least now they'll stop complaining. <laughs> Guess again. They're only going to be complaining more. <laughs> There's just more fucking moaning and it never it never ends. It doesn't end when they win, it doesn't end when they lose, it only accelerates. What a time to be alive. Lady Fritz with a diamond, don't tread on me. I think they plan on treading on everyone, to be fair. It is painful and dangerous. Painful and dangerous. <laughs> I, can't, I can't. You just won! Again, in this scenario, hypothetically, you just won. I, I would almost prefer the gloating. Wouldn't you? I would almost rather hear the fuck you. Yeah, fuck yeah, we did it. Uh, that'd be that'd be acceptable. I'd be like, fair enough. But to win and then sit there and go, it's painful. I'm hurting. Oh, shut up. Jesus Christ. <laughs> can you not? Can, is it possible for you to not moan ever? 
Look, we're going to have to take a quick five-minute break here on the show. Thank you for joining us on this edition of The Daily Boogie. But just before we do, in the spirit of of whining and moaning, I again just want to reach out to our elected officials and, and show them how much they're appreciated via this guy from New York City, ladies and gentlemen. Not fucking good, you fucking rat scumbag, fucking fag. You're in the wrong fucking city, you fucking scumbag. Oh, take your fucking mask off, you fucking scumbag. Fuck you. Fuck all you motherfuckers. De Blasio, you're a fucking fucking cunt rag. You fucking rat. Fuck out of here. How you doing? Not fucking good, you fucking fucking scumbag. All right, with that, we're going to take a quick five-minute break. I've got so much more to get through on the other side, so stick around, if you would, for this Friday night edition of the Daily Boogie podcast. See you soon. Michael, Glass Art, head of the British Garage Door Repairers and Glassmakers Association, Lord Clarence Cobblepot. Well, I, I truly have uh, no uh, hesitations in suggesting that Ian Michael is a visionary, uh, possibly the most uh, wonderful, talented glassmaker we've ever seen you know, of this generation. Uh, I recommend him to all of our our, our service members and all of our, our union members require only the best in quality. Ian Michael Glass Art. Not just dildos and butt plugs. Do you suffer from mass hysteria? Not knowing whether to wear a mask or not. Do you suffer from paranoia, constantly in fear of Karens? Do you suffer from anti-laughism, the inability to laugh and smile no matter what happens to you? Well... It's Charworthing to hear with Char Money Live, where you can have a chahoochinani of a good time. We have everything from current events to a chasorcin of Karen, where these chicans just be going chug crazy. It's off the hinge. We even got Karen jumping off of trailers! We got Karens going to crazy over french fries. We even have Karens that think they have the force. It's insane over here at Chamonix Live. So I appreciate you. Come on down. We got the phone lines. They're always open. We'd love to have you. Side effects may include dizziness, lack of oxygen, due to hysterical laughing, instant ability to shield off Karens to come within six feet of your disease, expansion of the mind due to the overload of factual information, not fake news, confidence, and lack of bullshit in your life, and the instant ability to become based. For instant help with any of these symptoms, please contact the trauma not let immediately or seek your closest woke friend who may be able to calm you during your time and transition from sleep to awake. Mr. Mueller, rather than purely relying on the evidence provided by witnesses and documents, I, I think you relied a lot on media. I'd like to know how many times you cited the Washington Post in your report. How many times I what? Cited the Washington Post. <laughs> how many times I what? Mr. Mueller, I'd like to know how many times you cited the Washington Post in your report. 
Sorry, would I like some toast? No, no, no. How many times did you cite the Washington Post? I'm sorry, at the party, am I a good host? I'm a very good host. No, no, Mr. Muller. How many times, yes, did you cite, yes, yes, the Washington Post? The Washington Host. I, well, I don't know the Washington Host, but I've heard good things about him. There's always lots of hors d'oeuvres. You know, I, I, I remember back when I was a younger man. A younger man, we would host, we would host many soirees. Of course, back then. Of course, back then, uh, I was I was quite debonair. I was a big big fan with the ladies. The ladies very much enjoyed my company, and uh, myself and the Washington Post would get around town, make make tremendous friends. And then, of course, I would always be up at the crack of dawn the next day to get the daily news, because as you know, in those days, they didn't bring the newspaper to your front door. You would have to go down to go down the road to get it yourself. And I would always make sure that I had a sixpence in my pocket to ride the trolley. <laughs> no, Mr. Muller, how many times did you cite the Washington Post? Oh, the Washington Post, yes. Well, it was a tremendous paper. I remember back in the early days, you could purchase the Washington Post, a cup of coffee, and ride the trolley, all for around four cents. Those were it was a tremendous time to be alive. Post in your report. I, I, I do not have knowledge of that uh, yeah. figure, but I, I well, that's I, it. I don't have knowledge of that figure. I counted about 60 times. How many times did you cite the New York Times? I counted. Yeah, I have no idea. I counted about. I, I have no idea because I didn't write the fucking thing. Subscribe to the Daily Boogie podcast. It's what Granddad would want. Justin, the global officials that can help all, also known as Got You, have now banned all boogieing and boogie-related movements worldwide. Public safety is the main concern, they say, and people are reminded that boogieing is contagious. Anyone caught boogieing will be dealt with in the harshest terms police have reported. All right, all right. This world can get you down. There's just one thing you can do. And shake it all around. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. Coming back. Second half of the show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to join us here on a Friday night. Just a quick reminder, if you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, please head to patreon.com slash boogiebumper. Become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you would like to tease out possible outcomes, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at boogiebumper. 
uh, maybe Q Chris, does Char have an interview tonight? Uh, not with me. I, I thought it was tonight, but I actually went back and looked in our DMs I had with Chimani. It's going to be next weekend. I got it wrong. So, <laughs> so as it stands at the moment, I will be on Chimani's show uh, next Friday night. But it's going to be late, 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 like Pacific time. So see how we go. Thank you for joining us. Uh, I did I did say that I would get to this. Victor Von Schroom, ladies and gentlemen, the Victor Show sent this through on Streamlabs. He always sends good stuff. Uh, what did he say? It's a sad cold day in hell when the Germans are having more fun. So let's, he always sends good clips. So let's see some Germans having fun. Where do you find this stuff? <laughs> Victor von Schroom, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Victor. Victor, Victor often sends these clips through that I have. I, there's nothing I can add to it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I just have to watch it. I have to let it play out and then move on. <laughs> thank you for thank you for the clip, Victor. Much appreciated. Victor Von Schroom, ladies and gentlemen. So, like we were talking about in the first part of the show, you know, teasing out possible outcomes... Here's another thing that's going to happen for you. Here's another here's another possible outcome. As soon as they announced Joe Biden to have reached 270 electoral college votes, the media complex the the Democrats obviously because it's in their interest to do so, but the media complex will move on. The coverage will move on. Don't be surprised if this happens. And I know, you know, a lot of you guys get this already instinctively, but don't be surprised. The moment that they declare Joe Biden to have hit 270, the coverage of, you know, court cases and protests and people talking about, people sharing videos of alleged voter fraud and whatnot, that will be pushed to the back page. And the media complex will move on. They'll roll on. That's when you'll have... A lot more Republicans, more than there is now currently, but that's when you'll have the rest of the Republicans protecting their little space, protecting their job, coming out saying it's time to move on. We need to, you know, we need to heal, blah, 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 blah. And then you'll get talk like this, which has already started, which is completely absurd on any conceivable level. Remember, I showed you just one example in the first half of the show why people have a right to be skeptical why people have a right to be suspicious because just analyzing even the way that they're presenting it you are very much within your right to say this is a this is crazy like there might be good explanations for these things but until such time those explanations are forthcoming then you have every right to be skeptical and even beyond that that is absolutely your right but they're going to try and tell you that you don't have a right to be skeptical Nancy Pelosi, who herself is on thin fucking ice. Here's another one for you. Nancy Pelosi has never been weaker than she is right now. She announced earlier uh, today that she's already thrown her hat in the ring to be re-elected as the Speaker of the House. That may not happen. 
because look at the situation for the establishment Democrats, all right? Here's the reality. Let's just say, again, teasing out possibilities, let's just say that Joe Biden has won, okay? So how about this? For the last four years, they have presented the case that the current president, Donald Trump, is illegitimate, a fascist, a Nazi. He's owned by Russia. He has no right to be there. He hates black people. He hates brown people. He hates everybody. He's a sexist. He's a racist. He's the worst possible person to ever be elected president. That's the story, okay? What they have done in this, what they are calling a historic event, a historic election, where they're saying he's more popular than Barack Obama now. They're saying it's a historic election. What they have effectively done is lost ground in the House and they have petered out a win by, on average, in the swing states, around 1%. Again, you know, the right the reason you are you have a right to be suspicious is because day after day after day after day, overnight while you're asleep, some counties report 90% in the favor of Joe Biden. In the case of that Georgia one, it was the only county that kept counting overnight. It just so happened to be 85% Joe Biden, which was enough to put him 1,000 votes in the lead. It was the only county that was counting, and a county next door, which wasn't counting overnight, was 60% Joe Biden, 40% Donald Trump. So you have a right to be suspicious of that. Indubitably. So they have managed to peter out, eke out, a win of less than 1%. There is no mandate here because you're you're now going to hear this word get thrown around. And this is political spin 101. Pelosi, quote, Biden has tremendous mandate to push democratic agenda. If you take the results at face value, if, 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 you take the results at face value, then they have managed to defeat what they call the worst president in history by, in the states that matter, an average of around 1%. They have just, just, but by the skin of their teeth scraped in. And now Nancy Pelosi, trying to save her own position, is going to say this is a tremendous victory, a tremendous mandate to push the Democratic agenda. Nancy Pelosi said Friday that a disappointing cycle for House Democrats should do nothing to hinder the party's ambitious legislative agenda, pointing to voters' historic support for Joe Biden. who appears on the cusp of winning the White House in claiming the Democrats will have greater leverage next year. President-elect Biden has a strong mandate to lead and he'll have a strong Democratic House with him, Pelosi told reporters in the Capitol predicting a a Biden victory. No networks have predicted uh, Biden as the winner, but he leads in four critical states. If he won them all, he would end up with 306 electoral votes. Republicans have so far gained seats in the House and look likely to keep their majority in the Senate, though that will depend on who wins and what other likely uh, election. <laughs> yeah, that, that was the other thing. The Senate uh, elections in Georgia. So for the last few days, Republicans have been, uh, you know, hanging to the line. Well, you know what? Even if we lose, it's not too bad because we'll still have the Senate. 
So we'll be able to block everything that Joe Biden tries to push through. But then you woke up to this morning, uh, you woke up this morning to the news that not only has Joe Biden in the middle of the night uh, surged ahead of Donald Trump in statewide races in Georgia after one county and only one county was counted overnight, which voted 85% in favor of Joe Biden. Amazing. (laughs) It's a miracle. People in wheelchairs are getting up and walking around today. That's how much miracle juice is in the air. So not only have you awoken to that news, but you've also awoken to the news that the guy who was leading in Georgia, Purdue, he needed to get more than 50% in order to avoid a runoff and be elected to the Senate. He's now sitting on 49.8%. Now that means that as as well with the other... um, you know, Senate race in Georgia, they're both going to be runoffs now. And they're going to be runoffs. Guess what? You know what that means? Do you know what that means? Because people are already, now Republicans I'm watching in the press, who are probably out there playing a role, are already saying, oh, don't panic, don't worry too much. We'll absolutely win those two Senate races in Georgia. It's not going to be a problem. And I'm, I'm looking at it going, wow. Because what that means is, for each Senate race, guess what happens? More mail-in ballots. more mail-in ballots because they're going to happen in January. You've already been told that the coronavirus the coronavirus is not going to be going away by January. It's going to be here well into 2021, just long enough to cover the elections. So another, you know, couple of million mail-in ballots will be going out to the good people of Georgia and you'll go through the whole process again. And then if it comes down, the way the numbers are looking right now, if it comes down to the fact that these two Senate races in Georgia in January of next year, by the way, on top of the fact that you're going to be having audits and recounts and court cases and all of that kind of thing, the media is just going to be talking about who's going to be in Joe Biden's cabinet and all of that kind of stuff. So this will be bubbling along in the background with nobody really paying attention to it. And then the two Senate races in January will come down. And then that could mean if the Democrats win both of those as well, if they win both of those, then they will have the Senate. At that point, they would have won the White House by, you know, in the swing states, an average of around 1%. They would have just scraped through in the White House. They would have retained the House by probably a few percent of votes, like very little. They would have just hung on in the House by maybe one or two seats at the end of this, and they'll have the balance of power in the Senate with Kamala Harris as the tiebreaker, maybe 50-50. And then after all of that, they're going to say that you have no right to be suspicious about it. After all of that, they're going to say that you have absolutely no right to ask questions. When it will, when it all, I'm sure, when it all gets flushed out, when it all gets fleshed out, pardon me, and when all the data is available, it will show that collectively all three houses, the White House, the Congress, and the Senate, you know, quote unquote, in inverted commas, the Democrats will have won by around less than 1% just enough to win just enough to eke out a victory and then they'll control all three 
and then you know you wouldn't be you wouldn't be um you know I wouldn't criticize you at that point for being suspicious put it that way how about this ladies and gentlemen what do you think they're going to do with Trump's Twitter account now press one in the chat if you think <laughs> Alyssa Martin in the chat won't happen that way thank God <laughs> it'll never happen here It'll never happen here. Oh, don't worry then. Don't panic then. I'm sure everything will work out fine. Forget I said it. Trump's power on Twitter, Facebook will outlive his presidency. Now they are already coming for the Twitter account. Already. They're already coming for it. Even without the House spotlight, he would be able to command the nation's attention and potentially roil its politics. We need to ban Donald Trump's Twitter account because it's election meddling. Listen to this. President Trump will leave the White House, whether it be in January or four years later. Minister of Fun, give me with a diamond. You're grounded from predicting things. <laughs> thank you for the thank you for the diamond, Kimmy. President Trump will leave the White House, whether it be in January or four years later, with a massive social media following that could he could use to shape the nation's politics throughout his successes, administration, and beyond. When Trump started his first campaign in 2015, he had just 3 million Twitter followers and 10 million on Facebook. But should Democrat Joe Biden's narrow electoral edge Friday hold and withstand certain legal challenges, Trump would leave office with a singularly powerful online megaphone, at least 88 million followers on Twitter, 31 million on Facebook, and 23 million on Instagram. That will give him a unique ability to communicate his thoughts to legions of supporters accustomed to hearing from him more than three dozen times a day. Can you see can you see the setup that's taking place here already? It's a pace that read the subtext with me. It's a pace he could easily keep up as a private citizen looking to influence debates mock opponents or help revive his flagging business interests, social media researchers say. This power, honed and enhanced through two national campaigns and nearly four years as president, gives Trump the opportunity to do something rarely attempted by the men who had previously held the nation's highest office, keep the national gaze fixed on himself as a new chief executive tries to command the national stage. Yes, they are going to try it. Do you remember, cast your mind back, in the months after Donald Trump won in 2016, you had former leaders, you had Barack Obama, you had John Kerry and others going around. Remember how they used to follow him around on international trips? So he'd go and have a meeting with the Saudi Arabians, for example, and he'd fly out, and then a week later, somebody representing Obama would fly in. Do you remember that? Now, John Kerry would fly in right behind him and have the same meeting with the same leaders. Marcus Flembrain, why not cut his tongue out as well? <laughs> well, don't give him any ideas. Listen to this. 
It's something that could complicate Biden's stated goal of a reu- of reunifying a nation fractured across regional, racial, and partisan lines. There's no way Trump sits on his hands while Biden undermines his legacy, says Timothy Natafali, Natafali, Naftali, whatever. Fuck. Trump, you're fucking fucking contract. <laughs> Trump could also remain a potent force. Listen to this. Listen to this, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, boy. Here they come. Trump could also remain a potent force for misinformation by continuing to undermine the election's legitimacy and sow doubt about the results in the minds of millions of people. It's as if the last four years never happened. Or at least I used to be. It's as if the last four years never happened. And my horn strings are pulling like the time. That's right. Now it's a problem for people on social media to undermine election results. Now it's a problem. Listen to this. He has repeatedly railed against mail ballots and other elements of the national vote, making unfounded claims he has pressed with ever greater intensity as Biden mounted an apparent comeback in recent days. It's like the last four years of making unfounded claims on social media as to the legitimacy of the sitting president just never happened. It's like it never happened. And the same thing happened in 2016. I'm starting to notice a trend here with some of our you know, fellow human beings. That being, after each election, they pretend like what led to that election never happened. So in 2016, everybody, it's like the last eight years of Obama never took place. It's like, no, the reason that Donald Trump won now is because everybody woke up on that day and was racist that day. The racists took over. That's what happened. And you'll say, what about the last eight years, the economy, people losing their jobs, you know, jobs going overseas, people in the Rust Belt states getting ignored, the middle class shrinking, you know, life expectancy for white people going down for whatever fucking reason. What about all of those things? What about the IRS? No, no, that never happened. No, never happened. What happened was everyone woke up that day and was racist. So they voted for the racist. And so after they apparently voted for the racist, the Russian guy, the Russian plant, they spent four years loudly, publicly, on you know social media, in the media itself. Washington Times, uh, Washington Post, New York Times, CNN, MSNBC. You know, you know all the all the players. You know all the stars of the of the team. They spent every fucking day talking about how the results are illegitimate. How you can't trust the results. The Russians meddled. It's not fair. It's not right. It's not real. We will not concede. We will resist. Blah blah blah. And now today, what are we, four days after this particular election, quote, Trump could also remain a potent force for misinformation by continuing to undermine the election's legitimacy and sow doubt about the results in the minds of millions of people, literally what they have done for the last four years. And, you know, of course, it's pointless to point out the hypocrisy. They know what they're doing. They know they're being hypocritical. They don't, they don't care. They don't care if they're being hypocritical or not. 
It's about power. It's not about, you know, fairness. It's about power. His allies have turned to Facebook, Twitter and YouTube and other social media platforms to echo and amplify these claims, often peddling misleading videos and other supposed evidence that independent fact-checkers have deemed false. (laughs) I checked on Snopes. It's not true. I checked Snopes. My research is done. Prompting numerous actions by technology companies to label or remove... The misleading claims, ladies and gentlemen. So, let me take you to, I think, maybe two or three days before the election or thereabouts with this hot little item here, ladies and gentlemen. The writing was all on the wall. The subtext was already there. It was all it was all playing out the way that they planned it. Have a listen. As we bring you results, probably also checking your social media platforms. They will be contending with all of the election uncertainty as well, dealing with information, but also misinformation. In the last four years, misinformation about the election and casting doubt over the result was the thing that they wanted you to do. And within 24 hours, one single day, that all changed. That all got flipped on its head. And now if you question an election result, you'll be banned. (laughs) And again... People are going to have the audacity over the next week or two to tell you that you don't have a right to be suspicious about any of this. You just have to go along with the program. You are not allowed to ask questions. You are not allowed to be sceptical. There is nothing different about this election whatsoever. It's all just the way it was supposed to happen. Outright fabrications, other outright online attempts to cast doubt on the vote, and that's Thomas Dagg's job. See, see, this is this is the twisted mind. This is the twisted mind fuckery. This is the twisted wordplay that takes place here. Have a listen again to this. Fabrications, other online attempts to cast doubt on the vote. See, if I raise a point and say this seems suspicious, right? If I give you the point, like I did in the first, the one example that I picked, that I could have picked out of dozens, but I picked the one in Georgia that happened last night because it's the freshest one. And I explain it and say, look, look how this, look how this played out. Okay. One county kept counting in the entire state. That one county for, for whatever reason was the only one that kept counting. In the morning when everybody woke up, that one county was responsible for pushing Joe Biden into the lead. That one county also happened to vote for Joe Biden 85% to 15%. And then the county next door, which wasn't counting overnight, is Joe Biden 60%, Donald Trump 40%. But the one county was allowed to keep counting overnight. And so that one county pushed Joe Biden over the line. And I can say, you know, people have a right to be suspicious about this. If there is a good explanation, people have a right to hear it. But instead of saying that this individual person has skepticism or is asking questions about something, they twist it. 
And the way they twist it is, this person is trying to cast doubt over the election result. It's like, no, no, I'm not casting doubt. I'm expressing, you know, I'm expressing concern. I'm expressing doubt. I'm not, I'm not trying to cast doubt over a result. I'm asking a question. That's the difference. But for them, asking a, for them, casting doubt is asking questions. And for you, asking questions is casting doubt. Right? And you're not allowed to cast doubt over the result. Casting doubt. Like I have some kind of fucking power here. You know, like a, a dark cloud was cast over the social media community and all of these poor, you know, poor mindless schlubs were just convinced they were brainwashed into believing that it's not true, right? They were brainwashed into thinking that there's something suspicious about this. We all know the truth. We all know the facts. We all know the facts that there is absolutely nothing suspicious about this count happening the way that it did. But there are people on Twitter who are casting doubt over the horizon and they're poisoning the minds of the voters into believing some of these insane conspiracy theories. I mean, the shit writes itself, right? The shit writes itself. And it's that kind of soft programming that drives me nuts. But, you know, that, that kind of linguistic ballet that they do. I'm just a guy questioning things. No, you're not. You're somebody who's trying to... You're meddling and you're casting doubt over the election. <laughs> and that's Thomas Dagg's job to follow that angle of Election Day. He's okay, with us live. Good morning, Thomas. Good morning, Heather. So, social media companies, we were talking just yesterday, we've been talking with you a couple of times this week, in fact. What are they going to be watching for in their feeds this morning uh, and today, in fact? And what are they going to be doing? Oh, so this was election day, this video. Doing about it. Well, cast your mind back to U.S. Election Day 2016, Heather, and there are a couple things going on today or being watched for that perhaps wouldn't have been part of the conversation four years ago. That <laughs> No shit, Sherlock! Now, now you're not allowed to ask questions about the result. Now you just have to accept it. That wasn't the case back in 2016. We know. Perhaps wouldn't have been taken as a priority. First of all, right. uh, watching the sitting president's Twitter feed for any attempt to undermine the electoral process. Now. James R. dropping the guinea on us. Thank you so much. Follow James, by the way, dlive.tv slash realpersonpltcs. Like I said, if you want to get into the weeds on this stuff, he is the weed man. And I don't mean the fucking weed man. I mean, get in the weed man. Thanks, brother. Great show. Well, thank you. Thank you. So I, 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 want, I really want to hone in on this though, right? We've just, this is, it's, it's a tapestry that gets, that gets built around these kinds of things. The day after the election, we've already got the articles coming out justifying the future banning of Donald Trump off Twitter because his Twitter, his Twitter account will be used to push misinformation and cast doubt over the election results, right? On the day of the election, the social media reporter guy says this, ladies and gentlemen, about what social media companies will be doing. 
Have a listen and let it settle in. Let it settle in. How deeply dicked they want you here. Things going on today or being watched for that perhaps wouldn't have been part of the conversation four years ago, that perhaps wouldn't have been taken as a priority. First of all, uh, watching the sitting president's Twitter feed for any attempt to undermine the electoral process. Now And it's the same thing, that word manipulation that I was just talking about. Instead of just saying that, you know, like a, an average idiot like me, when I ask a question about such as what happened in Georgia overnight, when I ask this question for them, it's not good enough to say one person is being skeptical and asking questions. No, that's someone casting doubt over the results. And if they frame it that way, then they can kick you off. Then they can ban you. They can say, we don't allow people to cast, cast doubt over results using misinformation. It's all a manipulation. And if Trump, which is his fucking, his right to do, you know, as a citizen, if he comes out and says, there's something suspicious about this count here, there's something suspicious about these mail-in ballots, they will twist it. And they'll say, it's an attempt to undermine the electoral process. He's the president. <laughs> He's the president of the country. Undermine the electoral process? It's shameless, but it's happening. And again, I'm not saying that he won't win eventually, but I am teasing out possibilities for the potential outcome that it may not happen. Because I don't want to be standing here left holding my dick after pushing all of my eggs into one basket. You know what I mean? I'm going to watch them and I'm going to, I'm going to watch them and I'm going to make observations and I'm going to give those observations to you on this show. Always the break glass in case of emergency show, right? Now, to be fair, uh, this is being done. Social media companies are watching uh, the, uh, the, 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 the feeds of any uh, candidate or any influential user to, to watch for this sort of uh, mischief. But Mischief. Mischief. <laughs> got, to get, got to get rid of this mischief. We're just, no, 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 no. It's not censorship. We're not censoring anybody on the platform. We are just removing people who are acting mischievously. <laughs> oh, please. Please, sir, can I have some more? But uh, few of them have as big a reach and as big a tendency yep. to undermine <sighs> uh, mail-in voting in particular as, as Donald Trump does. So here's... <laughs> I mean, he, Joe Biden hasn't even gone in there to measure up. Joe Biden hasn't even gone in there to, to choose the drapes yet. And they're already picking the corpse. Winning TV with a diamond. That's it. Let's go for it. Vote MT 2024. Yes, Big Empty Major Tom, who joined us with James and Winning TV on Wednesday night. If you're not aware of Big Empty Major Tom's platform for 2024, Major Tom, if you vote for Major Tom for president, uh, he will give you a year-long party. The first thing he do, he'll do will be to close the borders so nobody's allowed in or out. And then he will give you a year-long party to do whatever you want in America before um, launching the nukes and setting them on America itself. <laughs> that's, that's, his, that's his platform.
Vote for Major Tom for a year-long party and then nuke, nuke yourselves into the Stone Age. That's... Kill everybody. <laughs> I mean, it's got potential. Who knows? After four years of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, you might be begging for the empty option. I'm not a... I'm, I'm a never-say-never kind of a guy. Sounds appealing on the surface. Uh, a couple of things that happened last night. Facebook labeling a post from uh, Donald Trump uh, about a mail-in voting, about uh, a court decision in Pennsylvania in a swing state. Uh, Facebook saying mail-in voting is trustworthy. Uh, Twitter taking it as... Oh, look at me. <laughs> I'm rambling again. Send us to more war, Joe. I already fought in Iraq. Yeah, send us to Charlie with the donation. Send us to more war, Joe. I already fought in Iraq. Are you ready to go back? Are you a patriot? Do you love America like Joe Biden? <laughs> Are you a big pro-America guy? I, I wouldn't be half surprised if after six months of a Joe Biden, Joe Biden presidency, America starts sending troops into Taiwan. This, this has nothing to do with uh, any kind of uh, Chinese uh, influence or anything like that. We're just sick. These Thai, these little Taiwanians, these these little bastards, they're going to threaten our way of life. They're part of the axis of evil. <laughs> we need to send American troops into Taiwan immediately. They're threatening our way of life. They're threatening our democracy. And Xi Jinping will take the opposite route and say, oh, we do not agree with uh, America forcing uh, their troops into China. We want a peaceful resolution. Don't worry, Xi Jinping, we got this. We'll take care of these little bastards. <laughs> I can see it already. Have a look at this. So this is what Trump put on Facebook. The Supreme Court, this is on election, is this on or before election day? Listen to this. The Supreme Court decision on voting in Pennsylvania is a very dangerous one. It will allow rampant and unchecked cheating and will undermine our entire systems of laws. It will also induce violence in the streets. Something must be done. Facebook fact-checked this and said both, mo both voting by mail and voting in person have a long history of trustworthiness in the United States. <laughs> Voter fraud is rare across voting methods. And that comes from, apparently, the source for that little fact check comes from the Bipartisan Policy Centre. <laughs> we, we put bipartisan in the name so you know we're on everybody's side. Oh, boy. A step further, calling it misleading and restricting users' ability oh. to share that tweet. So we'll Good. be watching for uh, this. Th thank you for keeping me safe, Twitter. Thank you so much for keeping me safe. How about this? I've got I've got two more items I want to get through tonight before we call it a night. Uh, this is a very cute one. Identity politics, it's back. We're back to identity politics once again. Uh, just hours after the election, ladies and gentlemen, 
Joe Biden's victory is a signal that the ordinary Americans counting our votes, both left and right, shows we still have uh, participatory democracy. A democracy where average people participate in deciding who gets to decide how to use the strength and resources that are collectively ours as a nation. Oh, it's democracy in action. What we know now is there are two Americas separated by very different visions of both the present and the future. Trump's America is an... <laughs> I have to, I have, hang on, I have to try and get through this. Because it is good. It is a good one. <laughs> Jim Edward, lol. Okay. <laughs> wait, wait for, wait for it. Wait for it. Trump's America is angry and in a mood to keep tearing down the institutions it feels have turned against it. Biden's country is aghast that there are people who don't see the very different future it does. Biden's America is the clear majority, and the numbers will bear that out in the end, but they likely won't show a bigger popular will to be part of the democratic vision of the future than Clinton's win in 2016. Clinton's win in 2016. Part of that is because they are uh, many. There are many uncast votes on the West Coast because the Electoral College makes casting them largely largely pointless in a system as unique in a bad way like ours. Part of why the divide between the Americas is so wide is that we don't know exactly who we are as a country. The current system is like a warped mirror that only shows us vaguely whether we're centre-left or centre-right. The electoral system has to go or we'll never see clearly who we are. This is fantastic. This next line, this next line will tickle your pickle. Trump's America is committed to its community and they take possession of it seriously. The results will likely show no expansion of red America. It's all, which is it's plainly false. It's plainly untrue. The results will likely show no expansion of red America. Trump also got more votes. They're all commending, oh, look at all the people who sell it. Look at all the people who came out and supported Joe Biden. Look at all the votes he got. Yes, Trump also got more votes. This this is just an outright lie. This is misinformation, right? But again, they don't care. They don't care. It's not about truth. It's not about fairness. It's about power. And it always has been about power. And it always will be about power. You know, the three laws of politics guide all of these things. If you want, if you, you cannot do anything in politics unless you get power, keep power, and stop somebody else from taking it. Everything comes down to that. Even if you have like, you know, if you're very benevolent and you're righteous and you're very Christian and you want to do the right thing, you can't do the right thing. You can't change anything for the better unless you get get power, keep power, and stop someone else from taking it. That is the that's the axiom that underwrites everything, every political conversation, every policy drive, every vote, every whip, every count, every political ad, everything. It all comes down to those three laws that you can't do anything unless you get power, keep power, and stop someone else from taking it. Everything else is static on the surface. 
Trump's America is committed to its community and they take possession of it seriously. The results will likely show no expansion of Red America. It's almost certain to be the same group, disaffected whites mostly, with enough smatterings of colour to allow a disingenuous picture to be painted with careful stage managing of who's in front of the camera. Right. The, the, apparently, the Republican vote did not expand. Apparently, on, the only people who voted this time for Donald Trump were the exact same people who voted for him in 2016 and nothing different. It was just disaffected white guys. Just the white guys. That's it. Even though his vote went up. No, no, no. There's no expansion. Don't be silly. That's, push, that's pushing misinformation. <laughs> Fantastic. How about this, ladies and gentlemen? Because there's been a lot of talk about Joe Biden and China lately. You are absolutely going to love this. America under Biden won't go soft on China. See how they're getting ahead of the curve? See how they're getting ahead of the story? This is these, We used to do this kind of shit all the time on Trust and Verify, right? This is getting ahead of the story because they know the next talking point that you're going to be pushing. If you're a Donald Trump supporter, when when Joe Biden takes office, the next talking point you're going to push and Republicans are going to push is we can't trust him in office because of the compromising material uh, engaged with the China affair, right? They know that that's where you're going to be heading. So they're trying to get ahead of the story and redirect it down a different path already. Beijing may appreciate a less erratic US administration, but it shouldn't expect Biden to be more pliable. He's going to be tough. He's going to be tough, Joe Biden. He's going to be tough on China. Right? This is they're already pre- they're already chumming the water, they're already planting the seed, they're already soft programming the soft heads of their soft audience. A Biden White House is likely to oversee a steadier and more coherent China policy than the Trump administration, whose erratic approach careened from President Donald Trump's fawning praise of President Xi Jinping uh, to name-calling and fighting a failed tariff war. I thought the tariff war was successful. Didn't it work? Didn't didn't the tariff war work? Didn't he get what he wanted? Oh, God. Can you imagine the fawning over the next six months? It gets even better. Have a look at this, ladies and gentlemen. This was fantastic. Now, this very lively-looking fellow on the right here is the former ambassador to China. And he's asked on this program, how do you think Joe Biden will deal with China? Exactly. People are laughing. Tough on China? What? (laughs) It gets better. How do you think Joe Biden will deal with China? Have a listen to this piece of creative fucking mastery here from this guy. Criticized is what his relationship would be with China, which you obviously know well as the former ambassador there. What would it look like relative to what it is now? You mean with China? Yeah. Is that you? Yeah, okay. Well, I've known Joe for a long time. I served with Joe in the Senate for 36 years and knew him when I was over in China representing the United States as ambassador to China. Uh, Joe Biden is smart. Um, He's cool. He's calm. He likes to work with the process. Uh, He'll be fair but firm. He won't use his Twitter account. 
Uh, he'll oh. work with our al <laughs> allies, which uh, Donald Trump uh, has not done. And he'll he'll <laughs> he'll work with our allies, which Donald Trump has not done. Uh, interestingly enough, there are a lot of people in Australia, like in government here in Australia, I can tell you who are very concerned about Biden becoming president. Because you may not know this or not, but our relationship our relationship to China changes dramatically depending on what America's relationship to China is. You know, we are a lot more uh, dependent and entrenched within the Chinese economic sphere than you guys are. So we rely on a certain kind of stance from the United States to be able to give us the leverage we need to be able to, you know, give China the finger on occasion and, you know, get better deals out of it. So there are a lot of people in the Australian, you know, government system right now that are very quietly, secretly, not on record concerned with what a Biden administration means for our relationship to China. Just put it that way. But hang on, this gets better. Stand up to President Xi Jinping. Xi Jinping. Listen to this. Um, I, I, he listen. will not change. Uh, uh, listen to this. Okay, so he's fawning. He does fawning first. He goes over all the things. Oh, he's a great guy. He's fucking God's gift to women. Butter wouldn't melt in his mouth. All that kind of stuff. But then li listen to this next part. Work with our allies, which uh, Donald Trump uh, has not done. And he'll he'll stand up to President Xi Jinping. Xi Jinping. <laughs> but hang on. Hang on. This is probably like one of the things that's made me smile over the last couple of days because I've been monitoring this how will Biden talk with China thing because I know that's going to be the talking point if it's a month from now or two months from now or after he's inaugurated, whenever. They're already preparing the soil. They're trying to get the, the content out there that they can refer to six months from now and say, see, see, we told you Biden was going to be tough. You know how this works. <laughs> Saying that Biden is going to stand up to Xi Jinping though. <laughs> Isn't that what? <laughs> Holy shit! Lisa for Trump with the Ninja Gang. Thank you so much. Very generous of you. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this. I can't believe that I have to point this out. But isn't standing up to Xi Jinping, isn't that exactly what you were angry at Trump for? Right? So, so now they're going to push this line that Joe Biden is going to be tough on China when they've spent the last four years saying it's wrong for Donald Trump to be tough on China. <laughs> He's tough guy. He's going to stand up to him. He's not going to put up with his nonsense. Not like that Trump fella. <laughs> not like that Trump guy. I mean, that Trump guy was just rolling over to China. He wouldn't stand up to Xi Jinping, that Trump guy. Thank God we got rid of it. Now we've got a real strong arm in the White House who's going to deal out justice to the Chinese, finally. <laughs> it's fucking insane. But here's the thing. that Most people, I'm sorry, I'm, present company excluded, most people are stupid and they will just go along with it. They will just go along with it. They'll say, yes, Joe Biden, finally somebody's going to be tough on China. And you'll say to them, you'll look them in their, in their cold, dead eyes and you'll say straight to their face, but Donald Trump was tough on China and you said that was wrong. <laughs> and they will look you straight in the eyes and say, no, that's different. Joe Biden is going to be tough on China. You should be happy. And you will, 
and you will smash your face into a brick wall and you will think that you're going insane. You will think that you're insane. I mean, have a look at all the things that have happened here. So when governors started locking down their economies, I said, you watch, when we get to the election, they will blame Donald Trump for the locking down of the economies. That happened. Of course, that was that's an easy one, right? That's an easy one. <laughs> for the last four years, they've been, quote unquote, undermining the election results. They've been casting doubt on the electoral process. They've been saying that the election is illegitimate. And now the day after the election in 2020, they're now saying social media companies have a responsibility to ban accounts who are casting doubt on the election result. <laughs> for the last four years, they've been criticising Donald Trump for being too tough on China. Donald Trump is going too hard on China. We need to move, We need to work together with China. We need to work hand in hand. We are not enemies. This trade war is bullshit. You, you don't need to be so hard on China. It's not fair. It's racist. Yada, 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 yada. The day after the election, Joe Biden is so tough on China. <laughs> so when will the crackdown on the Trumpsters happen? Okay, let's see. Thank you, Victor Von Schroom. DLive.tv. For what? Arresting me for what? I'm not allowed to stand up for myself? I thought this was America. Huh? <laughs> Isn't this America? I'm sorry. I thought this was America. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Thank you, Victor. Not true. Thank you, Victor. You know, because they love all of those. I thought this was America. They love all of those clips of The Simpsons. Like, The Simpsons predicted Donald Trump, right? The Simpsons predicted Donald Trump's election win. I wonder how many articles we'll see in the Washington Post this week. South Park predicted our crackdown. <laughs> South Park predicted our purging. How did they know? So, yeah, day after the election, now we're praising uh, Joe Biden because he's going to be so tough on China. Finally, somebody's going to be tough on China in the White House. Um, I, I, he will not change uh, current U.S.-China policy very much. How will, how, will Joe, how will Joe Biden deal with China? Well, he's going to be a lot tougher for a start. He's not going to change anything. <laughs> We've been saying it since they announced it. Since, but when Joe Biden first said that he was going to run, I, I said to you, look, Joe Biden for them is he's the safe corporate option. Joe Biden is the guy that you want to have just government go back to business as usual. You know what I mean? The lobbying will start up again. All of the same characters who have been hanging around DC, they've got their they've got their desks back, right? They've got their car spaces back. And all of the people who were like kind of swirling around DC and infecting it, they're all just going to be slowly invited back into the fold and it's business as usual. Whew. Wow, that four years was a bit of an aberration, but luckily we got Joe in and he's going to put it all back the way it's supposed to be, right? Back, exactly, back to the grift. Back to the way things used to be. The way, thing, the way things used to make sense before. It's time, it's time to go back. They're very happy. 
the hallmark of his policy, I think, will really be making America really strong economically first. <laughs> I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't write this any better if you tried. The hallmark of Joe Biden's presidency will be a strong economy. <laughs> So, so far, we're two for two. Biden is going to be one, strong with China, and two, build a strong economy. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm failing to see what you've been angry about for the last four years. What have you... Exactly, Ben K... Exactly, Ben K Veritas nails it. What, America first? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is bizarre. Again, it's like I said, it's like the last four years never happened. They have woken up this morning and just, they have been mind wiped by men in black. Tommy Lee Jones kicked down their door in the middle of the night and said, Donald Trump was not the president and everything was every, everything was exactly the way that you thought it would be. Um, I, I, he will not change uh, current US-China policy very much. The hallmark of his policy, I think, will really be making America really strong economically first, as building up the economy, focusing on COVID, doing what we can to get that behind us, uh, work on the infrastructure in the United States. Uh <laughs> that was Trump's platform. That is that is literally Trump's platform. not only traditional roads and bridges, but also the new technologies of the future, make America strong economically. And that's going to enable him to project a, a foreign policy much more easily. And China will note that. Uh, China Listen to the, this is when it gets really bizarre, okay? This is when you know that you're living in a simulation. Listen to this. Project a, a foreign policy much more easily. And China will note that. China respects strength. One thing I learned when I was in China, China, Chinese respect strength more than do any other people. Good night, everybody. Good night, everyone. Show game's over. Game's over. I might, I might even have to quit the podcast now. Did you, did you fucking hear that? <laughs> Thank God, Joe Biden's getting in. Because the Chinese respect strength. What? So hang on. So here's here's the thing. So four years ago, a guy ran and won on the promise that one, the he would build up the economy to become strong. Two, this strong economy would give him more leverage in negotiations with ch countries like China. Three, he's going to be tough on China. <laughs> And four, he's going to build up the infrastructure. That's 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 the platform of the guy that you've just beaten, okay? That's the platform of the guy who won in 2016. And now, the day after, right, in the same week of the election, you now have people, Joe Biden supporters, going on the media, straight-faced. Joanne G with a diamond. America first will be so 2016 in 2021 with Biden. <laughs> America first riding with Biden.
So in the days after the election, assuming that Biden ends up winning, and I'm not saying he will or he won't, but just let's assume that he will for the sake of argument, in the days after it, you now have Biden supporters coming out and saying straight face to your fucking face. The very same reasons that they hated Donald Trump so much are the things that make Joe Biden such a great president. (laughs) Joe Biden is going to build up the economy which will give him leverage so he can be tough on China and he will build up the infrastructure. You know why? Because the Chinese respect strength. Fuck, Donald Trump shouldn't be Donald Trump shouldn't be treating China so harshly. There's no need to be a strong man, an international strong man. <laughs> now after Joe Biden's elected, Joe Biden's going to be a strong man. The Chinese only respect strength. Uh, it's it's fucking lunatic world. We are living in a simulation, ladies and gentlemen. Of that, I'm certain. All right, with that, thank you so much for joining us on this Friday night Clown World edition of the Daily Boogie podcast. Uh, Thank you to everyone who uh, contributed tonight on DLive. Very generous of you. I'm going to open that chest up right now because I think I missed it on Wednesday night with all of the happenings and the commotion and the fun on the panel show. So let me pop that chest for you all right now. Thank you so much. If you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, head to patreon.com slash boogiebumper. Become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you'd like to complain about me on Twitter, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at boogiebumper. Um, I'll be back next week. I'm going to keep doing what I do, man. And you know, shit's pretty crazy right now. And there's a lot of uncertainty. And, you know, I, I can understand people questioning everything and you know, being a little anxious and that, and all of those kind of things, regardless of, you know, what side you're on, because, you know, the God's honest truth, the reality here is that the last thing I think anybody, you know, wanted was for the result to end up in such a way that the most powerful country on earth would be tearing itself apart for the next month. Uh, that doesn't go well for anyone, Democrat, Republican, or anyone else outside the United States. God's honest truth be told. So, Uh, I can understand completely if you're going through all that. But all I can tell you is, you know, whether you like what I say or whether you hate what I say from time to time, depending on the issue and whatever it is, I'm going to keep doing me. I'm going to keep doing what I do. And that you can count on. So I'll be back on Monday night with another edition of The Daily Boogie. Don't forget, please, to follow all of our friends. Uh, Later on tonight, you should have Irrational Times, Coffee Talk with Sandra, At Real Person, PLTCS with Chris Mack on Pirate Radio. Uh, who else have you got? Everyone's favourite lover of French women, Mersh. Don't forget JJ Stoner, ladies and gentlemen. The Sunday night shit show, Frozen Asian Spent D. Uh, winning TV tomorrow night, Saturday night. Big Empty, I think, tomorrow night as well. Major Tom. Um, May, uh, Joy of Pessy, Saturday night as well. And, of course, uh, uh, Iceman4433, Rusty. Char Money will be on at some point. There's always a lot of good stuff to keep your mind off the shit as best we possibly can anyway. So thank you so much for joining us. Until Monday night, ladies and gentlemen, stay calm, stay rational. God bless, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.
Not fucking good, you fucking rat scumbag, fucking fag. You're in the wrong fucking city, you fucking scumbag. Oh, take your fucking mask off, you fucking scumbag. Fuck you. Fuck all you motherfuckers. De Blasio, you're a fucking fucking cunt rag. You fucking rat. Fuck out of here.